y'all what's up yeah wednesday night 7 30 ish a little later but you know whose face is in the place your girl sugar it's the natalie sugar brown show yes you guys the one and only okay natalie sugar brown uh and this is my platform to talk to you guys about women's boxing this is where we talk to talk you know what i'm saying like um people you know people come and they talk about women's boxing but like this is a real conversation about women's boxing i'm not here i'm here to talk to talk with y'all okay um i am natalie sugar brown i am a woman pugilist i've been there i've done it and uh for now i get to sit here and talk about it with you guys on my platform the natalie sugar brown show before we start off i want y'all to like subscribe and share this sugar all right you guys tonight's uh title or tonight's episode is called you gonna learn today and why you know why i figured that it's time for us to learn instead of you know jiving oh michael or comes in tumble hey sugar Mwah. hey mike well thank you for coming to see me now mm-hmm. I've been missing you and it's just feels so, 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 so good that you're my first guest chiming in. Thank you, baby. Um, and so I knew for you true, but, but for those who are new, you know, we get on here and we're not necessarily talking about the facts and the stories and so to speak, we having a conversation right so ask your sugar a question ask me a question get the perspective of a woman boxer a woman fighter a woman who's been in this game and and, and has done has done it uh the way a fighting women woman does okay so i mean i've been on here before and somebody asked me i don't know if y'all remember out there but asked me uh, why did girlfriend cheated on him and you know, it just seemed like a random question, but it just, it does, you know, those things and just simple questions like that. Uh, you'd be surprised what the answer is coming from a different person, different type of perspective, a fighting gal's perspective. So I gave him the answer. And you know what? He ended up staying for the night and I liked it. Um, he didn't have, he didn't know much about women's boxing and he didn't have much to say, but what we were talking about, I was able to connect the dots. And that's what, that's what I'd like to do with y'all, right? So ask me a question, ask me, just ask me. I ain't scared, I ain't never scared. But let's get back to topic now, okay? We talking about you going to learn today and why we why why i took it here is because i had me a time y'all i had a time on 
the champ Tim Witherspoon's show last Friday. Yes, we did. It was a whole group of us. And, you know, we, we were on there talking the talk. And of course, Suge got some insight on some things that's happening out there from uh, just chatting with the guys, which is we all agree on this. The, the old school is dead. Okay, we got a RIP to it, and I I thoroughly miss it. I really do. Now we the old school, right? Because we're the ones who have experienced it. We're the ones who have the knowledge about it. We're the ones who are now talking about it, and we and and we can we can articulate and explain it, right? Um, and you know, ain't no sides to this. The reason why boxing was or has been such a um, mysterious sport is because our knowledge was always passed along through verbally and physically, right? So a lot of the, a lot of the, the education uh, was translated and transferred through those words and actions not never really written down you know and and so we in in each generation made sense of the sense that was uh or attention that was paid to us right so these old school things were like um you know on the show we were talking about you know, stay, you walked into a boxing gym back in the day, you had an old school trainer. They was going to put you in on, in front of that bag and you were going to be on that jab for a good month, a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? They were going to have you on that jab and I'm going to break those things down, right? So now it's, it's now we have to evolve. Right now, and 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 the evolution of the sport now is that us ladies are involved, and and us ladies are training now. You know, training people now. Us ladies, us ladies got the knowledge that we can impart into other fighters and warriors coming up. Okay, so Sugar going to drop some knowledge tonight. Um, when you walk into a gym, or let, let, let me just give you all the a little bit more of the backstory. So on Friday, you know, me and Tim Witherspoon and the rest, Mike or Graham, uh, Brooke was on the show. Uh, who else was on? Mike was on the show. Nah, I mean, so, you know, it was a good, it was a good little, uh, a good little vibe, a, a good little session that we had, right? Um, and we were talking about these fighters who are actively fighting now and what's missing. And what is missing is the understanding of how to develop fighters properly, right? Because now, um, now we have people like I said, who wake up in the morning, wake up one morning and said, ah, I love boxing. I'm gonna be a boxing trainer. I'm gonna watch all the videos. I'm gonna read all the books. And then I know what to do, 
right? I can teach somebody how to fight or how to box. Then, you know, they go and they hit the bag and they, you know, they, they, they start doing everything that they must've seen on a movie or, or start acting like who they think a fighter or a trainer should be. And they get a lot of motherfuckers hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sorry to start with the profanities, but it's a heartfelt thing for me. I see it. And the reason why I feel it to my heart is because I'm thinking, what if I was that person? Or what if that was my brother, sister, child, partner, who now is looking at this fool and believing that bull jive, right? Believing that they, they, they really know what they're doing where they really don't know what they're doing, where they really are the ones that probably didn't, don't even have the heart to step through the rope like the person who they're actually training, right? It hurts because, you know, I've, I'm, I'm someone who I wouldn't be here sitting on the sugar show today if a knucklehead like that was in charge of my, or, or had anything to do with my development. So you're going to learn today. Okay. So we want to learn about the first day and we want to learn about what this, you know, what walking into the, to the gym, what a fighter walking into the gym looks like from a coach's perspective from another fighter's perspective because we all hear the you we always hear the fighter stories i walked in the gym and i did this and i loved it and i never stopped same old same old all the time but we don't hear the general story um before my general passed, my main general, the, the man who started me, um, passed, I was privileged to hear the story, his story of what he thought of when Sugar walked through the box, the doors of the boxing gym. And I, and, and it, it was touching to me, it touched, it once again, you know, touched me because at the time, you know, women, women really weren't boxing. Women had just, you know, legitimately got an opportunity to start boxing amateur, um, you know, like just started. Like I think Dallas Malloy, it, it, it was like, the her seat ain't even cooled down yet once you know for when she when she got up from from out of the court and you know here i am in a boxing gym so um you know coach said walking through the door seeing a young gal a young lady right because i i i wasn't indoctrinated into the um, the terminologies used at the time just yet, right? So he saw a young gal walking in. Who this? Cedric Sports Training, talking about good evening, champ, just checking in. And I like when you check me, Seti. You know that. Hey, hey, 
Hey, baby. Thanks for checking in, Seti. And congratulations on your achievement of becoming a head coach. I think it's for Boxing Ontario. Big things are gone, right? Yeah. That's huge, Seti. And I think they, they um, the, these fighters coming up are going to definitely um they're gonna they're gonna definitely benefit from you uh taking that hat and wearing that hat why because you reel out here in the field and at the end at the end of it all right we need good generals to lead lead great armies of fighters okay so it is what it is i hope i got it right seti congratulations so back to you know back to and and I, and I hope that you may have a word or two to say about you know what a coach sees when they see a, a an individual or a fighter walk through their gym doors right because like i said they always hear we always hear the story about what the fighter feels but we never quite hear the story of what the trainer feels the first time they saw that fighter. So, I mean, my, my coach said, you know, you saw a young gal walking, walk through the door and he saw a, a young woman who was, he said, a beautiful young lady, but more so he questioned how she got into a boxing gym. What made her come to a boxing gym? He wanted to know what that was about right so it's not that he approached me so to speak because when you walk into a boxing gym it's more eyes are on you right you you walk into the owner of the gym or the person running the gym and you tell them what you want but that's your first dip into the pool of sharks because everyone's sizing you up yeah Everyone's sizing you up. Everybody wants to figure you out. They don't really care about your story, so to speak, but they want to know who this coming in here. And the, uh, uh, most of them want to know, uh, what can I get out of this body that just walked through the door? Meaning, what can I get? Can I get a, someone to... Uh, another beaten bag to to use for rounds, you know. Can can I get a, a a training buddy, a partner, a friend? Can I get you know? What am I going to get? What am I going to learn? Who is this, right? And you know, the, it it gets deep and dark, and it and it also gets you know light and 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 bright, you know, the future of a person. So. You know, that's, that's just the beginning of Sugar Story. I ain't going to go all the way in. But that's what my coach saw. All right? My coach saw a beautiful young gal and wanted to know what brought her to a boxing gym. Right? A stanking, sweaty, bloody boxing gym. And uh, I had my reasons Right, I've I've shared it time, time and you know time and through and 
like I said, it'll probably be in the memoir, in the memoirs, um, coming out shortly. But now, you know, as a as a as a trainer and or as a coach, when you decide that you want to take this person on, it's not oh. Yep, yep. You did pay for sessions and you take this person and good. We, we show up here every day. You decide now that you're going to be committed to this individual. Yeah. Like it's marriage on the spot, baby. Yeah. People don't get it. People don't get it. So now you go into these boxing gyms and these are like fitness gyms and it's all clean and and you know it's it's all aerobic-y and and it's very commercialized so you'll find somebody much like customer service how can i help you oh you want to learn the jab we learned the jab and oh we have boxing classes and boxer size and all of this when you were walking into the boxing gym back in the day it wasn't for no cardio class yeah it wasn't for nothing more than I want to learn the art of assault. And this is where they do it. This is a kitchen where they make these knuckle sandwiches. And I want to be a chef. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is the mentality. And this is the this is where we bring in. This is how I want to bring back the old school mentality. When you show up to a boxing gym or when you show up to a trainer, if they don't understand that, or if you, if they don't understand enough to break it down to you and let you know what you are signing up for, that ain't the right person for you, baby, right? Because if they don't understand how serious it is, and if they don't understand how to brief you about what it means, what you're putting on the line, they're not going to take your blood seriously when they put you in the ring to get assaulted or to give the assault. Yeah. So, you know, you go into and you meet a per you, you know, old school, you know, I'm gonna give the old school story for perspective. First, you walk in, you tell them what you want. I want to learn to box. Why do you want to learn the box? Right? So this is like a question or, you know, they're going to ask, they asked me or I was asked. Sometimes you don't get asked. You say, oh, you want to learn the box? Okay. Get in there. And they'll throw you in the ring. Some, they'll throw you in the ring. Some will put you in front of a bag. Some will hold the pads for you. And they're not holding the past to see how good you are and how they're putting you in these situations or they're, they're, they're looking at your temperament. They're looking at your temperament. They're looking to see what type of animal you are, which leads me into the learning tonight. Okay, you guys. So it's, much like any psychological assessment, actually, there are four main temperaments of a fighter. Okay. And we're going to go through it, but in, you know, talking about the 
initial uh, assessment or questioning or, you know, the coach is looking at you, they got you on the pass or you're in the ring shadow, but whatever it is, they want to see how you move. They want to see how you are. They want to see your disposition, right? They want to figure out what's in front of them. A real boxing trainer, a real boxing coach sizes you up, right? Because um, I, someone in the, the, the conversation, someone in the cipher last Friday said this, I could teach anyone to throw a punch. I think it was Mr. Millbrook, Brooke D's husband. Um, I could teach anyone to throw a punch, right? But champ Tim Witherspoon says, you got to know the mechanics. You got to know what's in front of you. You got to know how to do the, the thing in order to teach it. And to a certain degree, yes. Right? So you're doing the thing is you're looking at this individual now who you're making assessment of, can I impart my knowledge into this person? Am, am I going to be able to help this person develop into the fighter that they want to be? And a coach is not even going to guarantee that you're going to be champion at anything. A real trainer, boxing trainer, is going to say, okay, I'm going to teach you how to fight. I'm going to teach you how to box. And that's it. Right? Ain't nobody yanking your chain. Oh, you're great. You're good. You, you hit hard. Anytime they do some shit like that, run. Because it's hype. Right? It's hype to get you to come back. My general used to say, I make fighters. They can come and go. People can come and go. I make them. And I used to think, well, it's like, what do you mean you make fighters? Like, what do you mean how he how, how used to say it? And now that I'm sugar sitting here, I get it. Right? I make fighters. That's a that's a huge, that's a, that's that's a huge uh, accomplishment, whether they are champion or not. You taught somebody how to fight, and it's not just throwing a punch, like Mister Millbrook said. It's about developing the mind, the body their spirit, their heart. It's a big responsibility. So as this coach or trainer is assessing the fighter, they're looking at the disposition. Okay. And the disposition is the temperament. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the new school trainers actually skip that part, this part. Okay, but let's 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 understand it. Let's start to understand it from the psychological, the real psychological terms and understanding. Okay, uh, I'm sure everyone has heard of fight or flight, and it's real. 
it's so real, right? Fight or flight is real because it is how an individual is literally wired. It's their DNA blueprint of how they are wired. How there are people that say, you know, uh, fighters, you either born to fight or you're born not to fight, right? I've, I, I, I don't 100% agree with either you're born, either you're a born fighter or you're not a born fighter, right? I think teaching your fight or teaching a person their fight makes them a fighter, right? Because it gives them the confidence to know what they're capable of. Okay, so um, the the fight or flight uh, the the fight or f- flight concept is basically uh, the hormonal, you know, the release in a person's body that lets them literally uh, allows them to enable a quick reaction to danger or presumed danger, right? So meaning when you know it's about to go down, right? Some of us get the tingling and sweaty and heart starts to beat and you you just feel, you just feel it coming on. And some of us get flustered and we wanna get the hell out of there, right? Fight. Stand your ground and fight, flight. Break out, leave, right? Like in Jamaica, you know, sugar's a little bit Jamaican. So we said lift up, meaning get the hell out of there, right? So, um, the, you know, the, the quick reaction, hormonal reaction, fight or flight, uh, is it releases or the adrenaline from that now is released into the body. And then your mind goes into your mind now. And in you, from how your blueprint is, you will make the decision unconsciously to stand there and fight Or fly, get out, get out of there, run. Okay. Um, which brings me to now the education of teaching y'all what the temperament of um, the four temperaments are in how a, a trainer or a coach will assess a fighter. Okay. And, and, and this is happening when these fighters, when, when the coach now is deciding whether they want to keep them and, and bring them in their stable or they'll pass, right? Because when a fighter gets in, comes to a trainer or comes in the gym, right? It's, it's now the, 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 the trainer chooses you. You don't really choose the trainer, right? When you go in the gym, and the the trainer makes an assessment of you they'll take you or leave you right when i when i was starting boxing okay 
um, Isra Girgra was in was in the same gym with me, and I mentioned her among with other champ uh, champion women, Susie Taylor. I don't think she was a champion per se. Well, all of these top tier women, okay. And so these women had names. When Sugar came in, Sugar ain't have no name. Sugar was just a scrappy young gal who came in thinking that she was going to learn how to fight and, and, and she was going to make a mark, okay? Because uh, several trainers passed on that little, that, on that young gal, right? I had one uh, coach, uh, Coach John, uh, Coach Jackson, he passed away. That's why I'm saying his name too, RIP. Um, like a week after uh, he started teaching me stuff, right? But I kept going to the, I kept going and going, right? Which shows also what my temperament and disposition is. I didn't quit. I kept going, okay? And so they saw that. They also saw how hard I worked. Because like I said before, you know, being that I had to, I, I was a female, I had to come in and I had to prove why I belong there. We call these young broads now wet nose and they not cut from the same fabric because it's the truth, right? Someone came in the other day on the Sugar Show and said, fighter Emily Bridges toured different gyms to choose her trainer. And I was like, oh, really now? Right? Because back in the day, there was no tour. Ain't nobody jumping on your hot ass bandwagon. Who the, the, the hell is this broad coming in here? Right? No one's choosing you. You got to show or you had to show why they weren't going to waste their time and what they weren't going to waste their efforts on you, right? And you had to show that you weren't just a hot piece of ass walking in the gym, right? That was going to give up the cookies for attention. You were going to stay focused, right? Because boy, I tell you, as a woman, let's just take a side note. When you walk into a boxing gym and you see all the men's in there, Right, because it was a time where it was just all men. And they got their shirts off and they sweaty. I mean, yeah, it's funky in there, but boy, oh boy, that's it was just like a free strip club. I'm not even listen, you know, sugar, this sugar, and we talking the talk, right? So even though I was a young conservative, I was a young scrappy gal, I was I'm still a woman right I, i'm still of that kind so you know you see the body you see these men in there and all the bodies are all different shapes colors sizes heights weights right and and they're just all in there working come on now so you know you a woman walking in the gym of course a, a, a trainer or a coach is going to look at you and they going look she come she coming here for that <laughs> right 
She's coming here because she wants attention from these type of from these type of guys. She's coming in here because she thinks she might make one of these these guys or one of these men her boy her man her boyfriend, right? So you have to show that you had a head on your shoulders, and though you know, though it looks snackish, I I can control my appetite, and I wasn't gonna indulge, right? which was pretty easy because after a while, you know, we, we became like brother and sister. You start not looking at they goofy asses like that because <laughs> vice versa, you know, they get to know you and they get to know that you're not just a hot piece of ass in there. Right. Because we, we swinging at each other, we getting rounds in on each other. And, you know, there's a mutual respect started to form where they now, instead of seeing, uh, they, uh, a woman, uh, a girl walk in as, as you know, at, as um, prey, they actually start looking at you as a fighter, right? And, and, and that's the first accomplishment, or that was the f first accomplishment for, for me as a, as a woman fighter. And I'm sure, uh, you know, a lot of other women had the same story. I think champ Laura Ramsey came on the show the other day and um, said that, you know, we are, they all had stories about the world champion. Like this guy's a legend, a, a living legend, uh, Nate galaxy warrior Campbell uh, Chevy and all of them saying that, you know, when they came in there, he, he treated them like a fighter. He ain't take it easy. Oh, you're a woman or whatever. You know, they went in the ring and he didn't, he didn't pull, he didn't pull nothing back. Meaning that he didn't, we're not trying to kill him. But if, if, if there was a shot, he was going to take it and he wasn't going to take it and tickle you with it. He was going to take it and let you know that you going to get hurt. Right. So you going to either, Either you learn or you quit now, which is, you know, I appreciate those type of male fighters who did that. Because like I said, you know, the earlier, there are also other male fighters who, who were insecure. And, you know, if, if, if you caught them with a shot, right? Or if, if the breeze, if you threw a shot in the breeze, uh, went in for you, you know, brush their face too hard, then they were going to try to kill you because now all their, you know, all their manhood and, and, and every, everything was on the line because you did that to them. Right. So it was, I'm, I came in or I, yes, I've come in, in a generation or at a time where, uh, the, the men had to really be strong male coaches and male fighters had to be strong within themselves and their manhood and their capability in knowing that this is a woman and I, I'm a man and, and I'm going to, I'm going to still treat her like a woman. I am going to whoop her ass in here. Right. But I'm going to whoop her ass like you know, not whoop her ass like, oh, I'm going to 
harm her and and you know as a man i'm gonna abuse her i'm gonna whoop her ass in teaching her what this game or what this terrain really is what a man goes through in this game right because they're not tickling each other so don't expect them to tickle you right they're not holding back on each other so don't expect them to hold back on you if you're not running if you're tired you go and get it right and so i really commend them i i, I really commend my men on that um and so we you know then you know you you start learning about yourself but bringing it back to now the temperament okay of of the fighter and what a trainer is looking for i have some notes here um you know the the trainer is going to test a person's temperament and and they had their ways right nothing's written like i said a lot of our history and our knowledge in boxing uh is passed down verbally and it, it, it's it's just it's like a unsp these are unspoken laws, theories, all of that stuff, but we get it because it's it's still a language that we speak and understand. So you know, first you know the, either they throw you in the ring and see how you operate in there, meaning they're going to throw you in the ring with somebody, or they're going to throw you in the ring to shadow box you know, and, 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 and see how you move. If they throw you in the ring with somebody, okay, what you need to do, right, is know now that you, you're not putting your life in somebody's hands. They throw you in the ring, you size up, you size up, you say, nah, nah, man, I don't think I can handle this. You speak up for yourself. That's showing them who and what you are. Back in the day, now I would say that, especially now I would say that, right? Because these guys try to do it because it was done to them and some of them, you know, got the brakes beat off of them and they feel like that's the way you do it. But they're still, they're still no, they don't understand the method to the madness. You know what I'm saying? So now, yes, if you go to the boxing gym and they throw you in the ring you need to look at if the person has had more experience than you right you need to look at the size of the person you need to and meaning that more experience is this is another un inexperienced person then you you do not take that opportunity okay because an inexperienced fighter doesn't have the control to teach or to to guide you through that initial situation. So you take a pass on that. Back in the day, that's what they would, you know, a trainer would have their fighter and they say, okay, yeah, get in there. And then they tell their fighter, yeah, I'm, you know, you want to go a couple rounds with the homeboy or homegirl and, you know, just 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 coast them and, and and see what they got you know if they get out of hand you you put them back you you put them back on track right but but what you do is you you just coast them through for one round that's what an old school coach would do right and they're looking at you they're looking at you to see 
Cause you gonna get punched. Yeah, you gonna get punched in the face or you gonna get hit in the body and they're gonna look to see how you react to that. Are you gonna fight or fly, right? And the, the simplest thing is, you know, if they look and you get punched and you swing back, all right, this person is a fighter. This person will stand and fight. But there are some people who will back up and turn around, okay? They'll turn their back. They'll do, you know, they, they'll, they'll turn away from the action. That's flight, right? So this information now is getting processed by the trainer or coach, okay? So they're seeing what type of, what disposition this person has, okay? That's when you get thrown in. Uh, the the second test or another test they can um, they'll give you they'll give you a task. They'll give you a task. So they'll say, "All right, uh, hit the bag," and they'll just leave you to hit the bag, right? They're not going to tell you how to throw the shot. They're not going to tell you how to throw the punt. They're just going to tell you hit the bag, give you a task, right? And if you go at the bag and you know you do the best you can and you're throwing shots and you know they're gonna give you a round to do it. They're gonna pretend that they're not paying attention to you, but they are, right? And it's what you do on the bag, right? If you're just swinging at the bag all willy nil, they know your dis- temperament, they know your disposition. If you're looking at the bag now and you're looking at where you're hitting the bag. That's a telltale sign of the temperament you have, your disposition. If you had the bag a couple times and quit and start looking around, that also tells you the type of fighter, tells them the type of fighter you are and what your disposition is, which equates back to life too, right? Because I, I always say this, fighting, fighting is the personification in those rounds of life. Yeah. Each time when you get in there, when you throw a shot, when you get tired, when you get hurt, if you fall down, you got to get up. It's the same thing that happens in life. And it's how you react to that and how you react to those problems in life is how you're going to react in the ring and vice versa, right? That's why a lot of people find themselves in boxing and they they fear it just like many of us fear life, right? Some of us fear waking up because we don't know what the day is going to bring us. Some of us don't want to wake up. Some of us do wake up and they're and and are just fine with and excited about what the day is gonna bring. Right? Same thing. Same thing in fight. Same thing. You get knocked down. Are you gonna get up? Are you gonna quit? Same thing. Okay. So these are this is temperament. So when you a trainer a coach now is not just somebody that's going to teach you how to throw a punch 
they're going to be that support for your mind. Low-key therapists. They're going to help you navigate the good times and the bad times. They're going to help you navigate through the hurt and the pain. Because hurt and pain are two different things. I hope you guys understand that. Hurt and pain are two different things. Pain. Okay. There's a stop to pain. There's a healing to pain. Hurt can go on forever. Y'all know that, right? I.e., a broken heart. That hurts. You don't pain from a broken heart. You hurt from a broken heart. And that can last forever. If you don't know how to get through the hurt. If you're not strong enough to get through the hurt. So, it's the same thing with a coach. The hurt of disappointment. Right? The hurt of... Um, the, the hurt of... What's another hurt? Disappointment. The hurt of, you know, um, not being enough. That hurts. Who's going to get you through it? Your coach, your general. Same thing in life. Who's your coach in life? We'd like to thank our parents, our grandparents, aunts, uncles, all of those things, right? Well, in boxing, that's what your coach do. And it's just one of them. Only one of them will get in your head. Only one of them you will allow to see that part of yourself, to see your soul. Because that's what this initial thing is about. That's why you're going to learn today. Okay? So, you know, you get a task and they see how you react to the task. Um, or they'll expose you to certain behavior. Yeah. So they'll start either being really nice to you. They'll be really nice, wrap your hands for you and all of that and expose you to the behavior and see how you act to that. Then they'll be real fucking nasty and press and put you through some real shit and see how you act. See if you break under the pressure. See if you take advantage of the kindness. Yeah because they're making the assessment. Am I gonna commit to this individual? Am I gonna say yes? SETI sports training, A general coming in. Good, oh, I'm so glad you got something to say. Cedric sports training says, yes, the hurt of the coach sacrificing family time to help a boxer 
than the boxer not showing loyalty. Okay, then. This is the talk. We talking the talk now. Thank you, Seti. Right? Because like I said, everybody wants to hear the fighter story. But nobody hears the coach's story, the trainer's story. Nobody understands their sacrifice, what they give. And it's a lot more than the fighter does. Trust me. Because they're sacrificing relationships. They're sacrificing time. They think about you all the time. They think about how to make you better. They make rights wrong. I mean, sorry. They make rights right. And they correct the wrong. These are the stories. These are the things. Okay. Right. So you can sit there. That's why I don't do interviews on the Natalie Sugar Brown show. I don't. Unless you are real, unless you, unless you are real, you know, body out in this game, out, out in this industry of boxing, especially women's boxing. You ain't got no spot. Because I need to hear from everybody. Everybody has something to say. Nobody understands it. Nobody knows the important components, all the gears that really turn. Everyone's just looking at the fighter, the hot piece of ass jumping around in the ring. We're not going to do that on the sugar show. All right? So yeah, I'll watch the interviews too. I got something to say, right? But I talk what I know. And generals like SETI respect sugar enough to come on the platform and share what they know and share their perspective, right? So now we understand that Cedric, and said, I don't know what your last name is, but he's the head trainer of the Ontario boxing team. That's a huge thing. He had to beat out all the other trainers, all the other coaches to get that seat, to get that hat, to get that patch as the general for the top tier fighters or some of the most top tier fighters in the country. That's big news, okay? What's his story now? Said he's a family man. He's a dad, he's a husband, he's a father. And now he's got a whole team of fighters that he's got to get their mind right, get their bodies right, get their spirits right, and take them into war. He has to have a conscience now in knowing that he's capable of bringing the best 
out of these individuals because it's not about him. It's about what he can pour into them. Right? So these, these, um, you know what I'm saying? These fighters or you know, that, that tell the story, you know, that it shows you the loyalty that Cedric talks about now is what they show because many fighters fail to mention, especially these new school fighters fail to mention the general in the background. Sugar talked about her general every time coming up. Why? Because if it wasn't for that general, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the spotlight. So this general now I'm telling, you know, these, these, these train, these trainers, the coach, right? You're going to learn today. You're going to learn about what it is, what the real deal is. Okay. Um, we're going to go into the temperaments now. Okay. So I had to write it down. All right. Um, and it's very much, you know, these, I, I'm, I've learned this from other generals in the old school generals in, in the game, you know, but I've, I've, they, they never articulated. So to speak to me, I am the evolution where now I am able to articulate it and talk about it. Right. So we're going to go into the first temperament, which generally, you know, um, these temperaments determine a person's style. This, this temp, the, the, their temperament de determines the way you train them. Their temperament determines what you're going to get when the bell rings from the beginning to the last bell, right? And the temperament now is the thing that gets designed by the coach, right? A fighter of a certain temperament now is, 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 is designed and made into a style that is conducive to making them a problem to the rest of the contenders in the industry, which is what the object of the game is. Okay. So the first one, we want to go into the choleric fighter. And I'm hoping some of you guys um, are familiar with these terms, but if not, I'm going to explain. Um, so a choleric type of individual or a choleric temperament is uh, an individual who gets excited um, pretty easy. They get, they get excitable pretty easily. Excitable means that, you know, they, they have, a, um, they, they can be, be abrasive very quickly. They can get aggressive very quickly. Okay. There's no warm up. They're boom. Right. And the choleric, they call uh, a choleric person ill-mannered and ill-tempered, but we want to pull it back for fight's sake, okay? So for fight's sake, a choleric fighter um, 
there's good and 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 bad or not good uh traits in this type of person right so you're looking at this type of person you see that they have a bit of aggression you 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 know um through the task or through the um through the task, through through getting in and actually seeing how they perform or how they behave in um, under certain conditions, right? How how they react to certain behaviors that you've exposed them to. Okay, so uh, a choleric fighter, uh, the a pos these positives, they're ambitious. Right, so they're ambitious. I want to be champion. I'm gonna be champion. Ambitious. They want to get to the top, and fast. Okay, um, they're brave. Right, so they'll step up to the challenge. If it's a challenge, they step into it. Okay, they're proud. Right, so choleric people are proud, meaning proud. Meaning, oh, I I did not. Not, oh, I, I I did something and hooray for me. Proud meaning who? You talking about me, right? Like sugar's proud, right? I'm sugar. When I tell, when I introduce myself, I say it because I'm proud. I'm sugar. Sugar don't do that because I'm too proud, right? You ain't going to see sugar doing certain things because I'm a proud fighter. I don't beg for no win. I'll fight for the win. Right? A choleric is practical. Meaning, uh, you know, they, they, they're putting, it's hands on. They, they're not thinking, what if? A practical choleric is someone that is like, okay, so, you know, um, how many rounds I got to do? Okay. And they do it. Okay. How many miles I got to run? Okay. And they do it practical, right? Because they know that these are the things that they're going to do to achieve their goal. Okay. They don't negotiate. They don't small talk. As a matter of fact, a choleric fighter hates small talk. Just tell me what I got to do. Okay. Um, you know, they're goal oriented. Now I'm, I'm going to break down, uh, maybe three, three, um, negatives that I know of a choleric fighter. Okay. So choleric fighters can be very vindictive, vindictive, meaning they'll hold a grudge. Yeah. Because fighting is not you know fighting is just fighting to me i'll fight and then after i'll be cool with you you know what i'm saying good fight i don't take it personally right because i know what we signed up for a choleric takes it personal right that's a choleric that vindictiveness oh you want to fight me oh you you know you they, they take it personally Okay, um, a, a choleric can also be deceitful. Okay, meaning um, they'll lie to you 
and lie to your face knowing they lying to you right and that's it that's it so then um a deceitful choleric would fighter right um it, it, it's not sneaky with it, right? A, a, a deceitful choleric fighter is one day, if it, let's talk about that, you're their coach. One, you know, you've been training with them, you've been training with them, and then one day you show up and they got another coach. Boom, point flank. You didn't even, you didn't even know the breakup was oncoming. You just see them with somebody else deceitful right that's a choleric fighter um and a choleric is violent right so and yes boxing is violence but boxing is also art boxing is also spiritual right boxing is all of these other things but a choleric takes boxing as violent so a choleric is trying to hurt you and not trying to win right they're not trying to look good when you get into a fight with a choleric fighter they're trying to hurt you they're trying to make sure you go home with something broken so a coach is gonna assess an individual right on that a coach is gonna say okay um all right this choleric this person it has this this disposition they're not going so to say choleric so to speak but they know what the disposition is and if i'm this type of coach if i'm a spiritual coach i'm a pass on this type of fighter you know what i'm saying if i'm an artsy coach I'm a pass on this type of fighter because I, I I don't see where the this this disposition I I'm, I may pass because I don't see where I can influence or add to this disposition, right? Um, and some do take it right because they they you know they they feel like they can mold what this choleric individual is into a, 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 a fusion of what they can impart and what this person naturally has. Okay. So when getting to styles make fights. Okay. So now a choleric, the style of a choleric person, we know. So as a fighter looking at another fighter, that's how I also assess. I'll assess a fighter. Right. I'm not I look at the way they move. I look at how they, you know, I look at these certain things, but I also um, the first thing I will do is I'll assess their disposition. What type of person is this? Right. And there we have some ringers because there are some ringers where uh, you're one type of person out the ring, and then you're another type of person when you're in the ring. Okay, fair enough. And now we have footage for uh, people, that, especially these matchmakers, these coaches, hey, like you, you out there, 
So you're definitely you're definitely going to be studied, and they're definitely going to um, understand the temperament or what the type of fighter you are is, and and they're going to build a strategy to break that, to beat that, to solve you the problem. Okay, so a boxer who is a choleric um, would be, uh, uh, let's see, a, a choleric a choleric boxer, and I'm I don't I, I don't know of a famous woman fighter yet who is a choleric boxer, but I'll tell you a male choleric boxer. Sugar Ray Leonard. Choleric boxer. Um, and you know, I, I would say mainly choleric boxer. Muhammad Ali choleric boxer okay why because you know the it's they they're always first right they don't wait to be attacked they're coming at you okay um they're they're straightforward uh there they may be some small talk but when they start when when they start to boogie in there right there's there there's no negotiation Okay, um, banger, right? So a choleric banger would be someone like, um, let's see, uh, what's his name? I hope you're there, Mike. Maybe you can help me. Um, and he was a Canadian fighter as well. His wife, so uh, they're saying, I mean, he got murdered um, in South America. And uh, it was, they're saying his wife has something to do with it. Um, great fighter, banger in the ring. Uh, he, he, um, goodness, y'all gonna make me, y'all gonna make me Google this. Um, I'm gonna Google it right now too, you guys. Um, and I should know it right at the top of my head, but you know what, sugars. Sugar's had a pretty long day. Ah, Seti comes with it. All right, General Arturo Gotti. Choleric banger. Okay. He don't do nothing but walk to the middle of the goddamn ring and start going to blows. Okay. Pure choleric banger. And he don't care. He was a nice looking guy too, but he don't care. He don't care about this looking like roast beef after the fight. He come to bang your ass out. I don't know of any famous choleric female bangers just yet. That's why women's boxing and the growth of it is so... Um, oh, I can say who a choleric female banger is. Christy Martin. Christy Martin is a choleric female banger. Um, yeah, she went in there and she didn't care about this looking like no damn roast beef at the end of the damn fight. Okay? She gonna come in there, she gonna bang and give and take. 
I'm still thinking about what a, a female choleric um, women's boxer, who one is. Um, but we'll get back to it real, we'll get back to it before we change the subject. Um, then we got a, a choleric fighter, right? So a choleric fighter is a fighter who don't take steps back. You know that song, I won't back down. Y'all know I be singing songs, but that's they always play that damn song. Any gym you go, and then it's like a, a old school white coach or whatever. He going, I'm I won't back down. He gonna play that John. You gonna know it, <laughs> and it's good and it's cute, right? I, that's my jam. But after a while, you just kind of know you you know you know the joint that's going to start playing. Anyway, um, uh. uh Choleric fighter is, let's see, let me give y'all an example of a choleric fighter. Seti, I'm going to ask you to come on in with another name. He fought Vernon Forrest and knocked Vernon Forrest out after Vernon Forrest fought Sugar Shane Mosley. Um, he would smoke a cigarette after the damn fight. You know who I'm talking about. Look it up. Come on now. We talking now, y'all. Right? He's known. Uh, they, they, um, one of his stories is uh, he knocked a, a, a donkey out. Like, he, he punched a donkey and that, that junk dropped. Okay? Um, and he, you know, he would drink a beer or smoke a cigarette after the fight. Now you tell me that ain't selling, but he, that's a choleric fighter. Seti, come on back. I hope you ain't gone. I hope you ain't gone. Um, come on back with that name since you, since you in the building tonight, right? I'm, I, I'm excited because I, we, we can use your knowledge general. Uh, or Mike, if you out there, cause I know Mike got the numbers and the facts too. Uh, who's, who's this fighter? Um, that's known to do that. So, um, I'm going to look up too. I'm going to look, I'm going to, I'm going to look up because y'all got to know, um, who this fighter is. Come on, y'all. Um, ba, 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 ba. I'm looking, looking, looking. Um, Mayorga. Okay. His last name is Mayorga. Ricardo Mayorga. Look him up. Choleric male fighter. Fighter, so that's his style. Um, and then we have the juggernaut. That's a style. Style juggernaut meaning they don't even have a, a a lead foot. They just come in to fight, hands on, right? And that uh, juggernaut, that juggernaut type of fighter is a bully. Um, let's see who's chiming in. M. Pook L. S. 
I'm I'm gonna say the whole word. Mapokles slash Psy. I'm gonna call you Psy though. Come in talking about hi. Hi. Thanks for chiming in. This the sugar show, baby. Thanks for chiming in. And so we here talking about the temperaments, the disposition of fighters and what coaches look at when they decide that they're going to train a fighter, right? Because I'm going to call you Cy. Cy, boxing's life, right? And that's what we hear talking about on the Sugar Show. Ask me any question you want, right? Well, boxing's life, right? And, you know, a, a trainer's responsibility, and they know what their responsibility is, is to take on an individual and know that individual well enough to make them the best they can be and potentially take them to be becoming a champion or take them into championship. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. So the styles make fights, and I just went over the choleric fighter. The choleric fighter is, you know, um, an easily excitable fight, an aggressive fighter. It doesn't take much to make that person fight because they know flight in a choleric, okay? Um, and so you couldn't think of a choleric female boxer just yet that stands out. But we'll get back to this talk and we'll get back to this term because guess what? These broads are coming, right? And styles make fights. And I'm liking, I am, I'm definitely liking what, um, how and where uh, women's boxing is going with regards to allowing the 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 playing field to develop right opening the field a, a bit more where you guys are seeing the different styles and now you guys are seeing the different broads that are out here and y'all get a chance to like the broad or not right it's not about how well she turns around her punches or whatever but this is the basis and foundation of of how women's boxing is sold right? You got to like the broad, you got to like her temperament, win or lose, right? Because at the, the, um, at the purest, realest part of women's boxing, it ain't about the record. Our records are shitty, right? It's about what she does when she gets in there and y'all got to see it. All right. So we're over the choleric fighter, right? So we're going to go into the phlegmatic type of fighter or boxer, okay? Type of individual that a, a coach may may um, come in and, and, and come across and decide whether they want to fight or not. So this phlegmatic individual, they aren't easily excitable, right? They're actually very calm um, and, and they don't anger, right? So they, they're, the, they're like the, type of person, but yet they come into the sport or they come into the jungle and they want to whoop ass. 
Okay, so um, breaking down the, the main components of a, a phlegmatic uh, person. So a, a phlegmatic person um, is, is helpful uh, or one, that their disposition is always to help, help. And I, I, I know you're wondering, you know, how does a fighter help? A fighter, a, a fighter helps in, in their journey by achieving, right? They, they do it for those who care about them. They help in fulfilling the, the people, their coach. They do it for the coach. They're the type of fighters that I'm going to do it for my coach. I'm going to do it for my mom. I'm going to do it for this, right? That's, that's a phlegmatic, right? A choleric is I'm, I'm doing this shit for me because I'm the best, right? I'm doing this shit because I'm me. A phlegmatic person is I'm doing this. Oh, shoot. And I think I have... um. I have a slideshow, you guys, and I totally forgot about it. Lovely assistant, can you put up the slideshow? Is it too late? Where my slideshow at? Come on, y'all. Don't do that. Don't do it to me. I, I remember. I want my I want my pictures up. Um so um where was I? This phlegmatic um this person sorry y'all um th this phlegmatic person devotes themselves to fighting out of um what they're doing uh, out of out of finding the peace in fighting yeah in that like conflicting but here we are right um so a phlegmatic person they're negatives so they're they're loyal right so they they're not going to be the type of fighter that is not going to show up right and they're not going to be the type of fighter that is gonna no matter no matter how bad things get they're not going to leave their coach Right. No, no matter how they they're going to help coach, you know, and, and and you'll see it coming up. Right. You'll see co coach is old. Coach needs this. Coach needs that. They're going to help. Right. Especially their coach. Um, they they really value that relationship. That relationship is is more like the, the phlegmatic. They're loving, you know, a phlegmatic fighter is loving meaning that they're the ones that'll go to another fighter and, and they'll give them a hug after the fight, you know, stuff like that. Um, they're charitable phlegmatic fighters. So the, those phlegmatic fighters are those, the ones who will give another fighter rounds, who you'll see working with each other and work, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones who, kind of the glue that holds this whole selfish ass game together. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, they, they, they're fight, the fight style 
of um a phlegmatic is they're 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 more so a counterpuncher right they stay calm they give what so if it's a boxer they're going to counterpunch they're not going to come first a phlegmatic fighter um a, fl a phlegmatic boxer would be hmm um I would say a phlegmatic boxer would be and y'all tell me if I'm right or wrong. I would I would say Marvin Hagler. Right? People would think that Marvin Hagler is a a banger, but I saw him as a boxer. I also saw um I also saw uh Tommy Hearns as a phlegmatic boxer um because he did it more so for like he did it for manny he did it for his coaches so same thing with um same thing with with uh not uh Hagler, right they they're doing it not for themselves they're doing it more so for the person who's behind them um a female who is a female fighter who is a phlegmatic mm, i i i'm gonna say this a phlegmatic female fighter would be like a um femke herman right uh i see her as a phlegmatic fighter uh, she's there and she's, you know, she's, it, it's more so she's doing it for those that, that, for her coaches and those that back her. Um, who else? Banger, phlegmatic banger. A phlegmatic banger is, is that person, is that person that takes all the punches and um, waits until you get tired and then they beat you because you got tired. Of course, they're fighting back and all, but they there's nothing in it. They just take and take and take until you gas yourself. So a famous um, phleg phlegmatic boxer would be someone who was never a boxer, Rocky, right? Rocker did it for you, Adrian. I did it, right? Adrian did it. Um, so you seen how Rocky was, Rocky did it for his coach, Rocky, yeah, you know, Rocky showed up, Rocky did everything to, to make things right in, in one, two, three, all the way up to five, right? That's a phlegmatic, um, fighter. I mean, boxer, a phlegmatic fighter is a fighter who goes in there and they're holding quite a bit. They grapple, they grapple, right? Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to calm you. They're trying to subdue you. So you don't, so so in essence, they don't have to fight you, right? And then you get fatigued from the grappling and then they end up winning, right? 
Same thing with a juggernaut. A juggernaut phlegmatic is a, one who, a juggernaut, like I said, doesn't have any stance. And a juggernaut is a, a fighter who uses their momentum. A female juggernaut would be a Jessica McCaskill. She's a female juggernaut, right? Um, you have to, she, she, she has momentum. And if you allow her to gain momentum and, and not contain it, then she's going to beat you. She's going to beat you because she's wild and she has no real stance and she's going to keep coming. Right. A phlegmatic juggernaut is one who stays in the corner. Right. And it'll let you beat on them on the ropes and in the corner until you get tired. Right. And then they're, um, they're done. Right. Or, or you're done. And then they take over and, and you get tired and they beating you. Right. So, I mean, I don't think, I, I don't think McCaskill is a phlegmatic I don't think her disposition is phlegmatic, but you know, in looking at how she is outside of the ring, I, I think that does have something to do with who she is a, a, as a fighter. So mm, she she's not one that um will will sit there and and take and and take shots and 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 then wait till you get tired. But her disposition outside the ring, I, you know, I would have, um, I would have tagged her as a phlegmatic um, fighter, but I was wrong. So then we go into um, the sanguine, okay? And it's probably getting, I don't know. I, I need someone, I need y'all to chime in, right? Chime in, talk to talk, we should. Okay, um, so a sanguine is an individual who is very easily excitable. Okay, excitable meaning that uh, they they get hype, they get hype, right? Not angry, but hype. What? Uh, right? They they like the party. They're carefree. They bring that shit into the ring, right? We know we we know a really um a, a really famous fighter who um did that male and female uh, uh two and and I'll and I'll um, mention it after right so um a sanguine fighter is a a fighter who is very um uh, flamboyant right so this is one of the this is one of the checks or one of the positives. So they are flamboyant, meaning they're they're coming in and they got they got this performance. They they're going they are there to be looked at. It's like a, a, a peacock's feathers, right? They they're there dressed to impress. They're there because they know that they are the show. They're lively and carefree. Okay. Um they're creative, right? So these are the ones that you're gonna see do, you know, do the flashy stuff, right? They fighting your ass, but they're doing flashy stuff. They're, you know, they they're um fa doing fakes and and you know, 
they, they they're doing all of these things that distract the fighter and the audience from the assault okay um and they're entertaining right because all of that makes for good entertainment um they're performing they're adding that that they're adding just a little bit more to to their um to the assault to make it look good okay so yeah um then you know let's we're gonna go into the negatives uh, of this type of fighter right this type of fighter gets easily bored okay so this sanguine fighter they're gonna go in and if 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 it ain't popping and if they're not allowed to um have the space and room to be flamboyant and to be crazy and creative they get bored short attention span right um just to mention like uh i, I remember back in the day there was a fighter uh um zab judah okay so zab judah they used to call him a four-round fight fighter right because he was brilliant until after four rounds right because then when after four rounds he got bored and not focused and that's when he would get hurt or lose okay so i mean th th these are the type of things that a coach looks at right attention span how am i going to keep this person locked in is it possible can you know can i deal with this headache right so um uh, uh a sanguine fighter is constantly craving something, right? They could be constantly craving attention, right? They can constantly be craving, um, they can constantly be, be craving winning, right? And a lot of the time it's, sometimes you crave winning so much that you will not extend yourself. You, you won't, you won't take, the risk you should in fighting the people should because you crave winning so much right do you want to fight the sure shot they they so they they start fighting the tomato cans and padding mint and they start padding right so you know you you as a coach will have to feed that cra craving or as the manager as the matchmaker i don't want no easy fight i don't want no hard fights i'm just going to fight easy fights right so um that also leads into sanguine fighters have addict addictions or addictive personalities meaning if they're addicted to winning what happens when they lose you lose them they disappear they're gone and all of your hard work as a coach and a trainer goes with them are you willing to risk your time, you know, and sacrifice your family and relationships on an individual like this, right? So these are the negatives that a coach has to think about. Um, and they're superficial, meaning uh, superficial in boxing is money driven. Okay. Yeah. So superficial meaning that I'm the fighter that's been with you ever since you started. I saw you. 
when you was nothing, right? And now you've gotten to a point where you can go with a pop, another popular trainer and you leave me for that popular trainer or coach because you're superficial. You wanna be where the attention is, right? They really don't care about relationships. They really don't value those things, right? Because it's all about the uh, attention that they get, okay? And, and they'll do whatever it takes, right? To get the attention, um, which is these things, these dispositions are shown in many of your favorite athletes, many of your favorite fighters, right? So you want to learn today, right? Um, fighting style of a sanguine fighter is they run a lot of combinations. They run a lot of combinations, right? So um, Melissa Hernandez was a great sanguine temperamented fighter in there. She walked in and um, she, her style um, was very much like, um, who is it? Um, he was out of New York. You guys, uh, I gotta think about these guys at the top of my head. Um, ba, 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 ba. Let's see. I'm not sure if, who did this fighter fight? Um, I'm not sure if this fighter fought Ray Leonard. Let's see if he's on Ray Leonard's receipt. I'm hoping someone chimes in with the um with a a word or something to say, right? Y'all don't give up on the sugar. Um Hector Camacho, which is uh Sugar Ray Leonard's last fight, right? So Hector Camacho is a sanguine uh fighter. Melissa Hernandez, very much like Hector Camacho, same thing. She did the same thing. So you could kind of tell that who her influence was. She'd come out dancing. And when she was in the ring, she was very flashy and she threw punches, right? She was very much like that. Um, Melissa Hernandez worked with a lot of fighters. She traveled to a lot of places as a sanguine uh, fighter would do, right? A uh, great fighter, great fighter. Um, oh, I, I think she may, it, it, she may become a Hall of Famer or a legend. Um, and so then we have a, um, a banger, right? So we have Sanguine Banger. Those are the knockout artists. Those are the ones that go in there and they just wanna swing hard and they just want to knock out. So uh, um, I would say, right, uh, a sanguine fighter, but not her disposition, the sanguine fighter would be Ann Wolf. Um, sang not fighter, sanguine banger would be Ann Wolf, right? 
and Wolf went in there and she was just after the knockout. She wasn't trying to box you. She wasn't trying to, no formalities. She was just going to land them big punches on you and she swing and that that's what it was right that's that's a sanguine banger okay um a sanguine fighter now is uh they throw unconventional punches a sanguine fighter right so these saying these fighters are throwing looping shots they're throwing shots that are unconventional because they they want to they want to perform right more so than show how clean the fight is they're performing so they're throwing unconventional shots they're grabbing they're pushing right they're making a show out of this assault out of this ass whooping i haven't seen a female fighter i mean i i i i have done that but I, I stuck to um, a cleaner performance. But a, a female um, sanguine fighter, I have not seen that style um, just yet in in any of the in any of these fighters or any of the fighters out um, or have been out. Um, then we have, a you know, sanguine juggernaut. So that's sanguine juggernaut. Like I said, you know, they use the mo- momentum, right? And that sanguine juggernaut is going to stay in the center of the ring, right? And they're going to do stuff like they, they're going to, um, the momentum is they're going to walk towards you, but they're going to keep that center, right? And then when they do stuff to you, you know, they're going to, uh how can i say this like they'll they'll walk you into shit they'll walk you into traps a sanguine um i would say a sanguine fighter uh juggernaut would be james tony so to speak right because he's 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 gonna embarrass you in there and then he's gonna use james tony used to use you know the the um the, the turning the shoulder or using the shoulder he never he ne- he never quite um chased anyone he never moved he was going to step to you he used to juggernaut any angle right he was going to hurt you and he was going to show off and play with you in there while he's doing it right so these are examples i would love to see a female juggernaut sanguine right? That, that styles make fights. So these are the things, these are the reasons why women's boxing and women's boxers have to, this is where we need to go. We need more styles so we can get paid, right? So so people can be inter- entertained and interested in, in those who are in the ring and what we got. Um, so a coach is going to look at that, right? And and they're going to weigh the, the pros and the cons. Um, Okay, and then we come to the last one, which is a melancholic fighter, disposition, temperament. Okay, and so a melancholic type of fighter. I wish, I, I, I wish, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel some type of way. Um, while my boys that talk and fight, 
because I don't have like I I, I do have my my images and stuff for, to to share so you guys can have a better idea for those who are watching. But those who are listening, I I hope you have the details of of um you know what what I'm saying. I hope you guys get the gist of it. So this me melancholic fighter is um they're moderately excitable right they are the introverts of the scene okay um they're pretty much even tempered uh and they're sociable sociable meaning that they're looking for the deeper meaning in all of it they're looking for like this, so, so this person is about the deeper meaning right i'm doing this like i'm doing this for the children i'm doing this for you know i'm fighting for a cause right and and you see everything they do you know it there has to be you have to explain what it is and it, it may be it, it may touch their spirit and it, it may be something that you have to as a coach you know that use as that carrot to dangle in, in helping to motivate them to do what they need to do, right? So uh, a melancholic fighter is a traditional fighter. Traditional fighter meaning um, they are, they're in it for the story, the tradition of it. And boxing does have, we have our traditions, right? Um, the the tradition of what that golden glove championship means right the the what what the deeper meaning for what the winnings are that's what the melancholic fighter is about right uh they're personable right so these are the fighters that you you can identify with they're personable they they have, you can see, um, how can I say personable? You can see where they wouldn't, you wouldn't even think that they're a fighter aside from in the ring, right? Um, they are, they're the type of people who find the, find the message in everything, okay? Um, and, and it could be in putting their hands on a muff, a, a muff, you know what I'm saying? They, they're really good at finding the message and, and expressing the message in, in, in their performance and their, and what they do in the ring. Um, there's, they're stable, right? So these people aren't ones that are going to take drastic risks. Right, they they're always thinking of the long term. Right, they are long, they are long winded fighters. These are the fighters that have the fight build from round one till round ten for women, twelve for for men. Right, they they they're picking up, they're making the story as each round goes. The strategy builds. These are the the strategy type of fighters that you um perform in not oh 
you know, one round, two round knockouts or whatever, they're the ones who, um, let's say, who can I say? One of my favorite fighters, as a matter of fact, and y'all know Sugar Bad with names, so I'm gonna have to, one, Manuel Marquez. Yes, sir. Uh, that fighter is is an example or a fighter that style his style which is um i would say he's a boxer one man well marquez is a boxer who is melancholic in that ring he's going keep going and it's for the deeper meaning and for the bigger purpose right one of the one of my favorite fight fights that he did do was the fight versus Manny Pacquiao, even though he got a stoppage in that fight. One uh, Manuel Marquez um, had a, a plan with his coach Nacho. Okay. And um, he didn't give up on it. Nacho said, throw, throw the right hand, throw the right hand, throw the right hand. And you can see from round one till I think he stopped Manny Pacquiao in round four. Okay. You can see from round one to, to four where he, he kept placing that shot. He kept placing that shot. He placed it a little to the left, a little to the right, a little low, a little high. He kept placing it but he never gave up on it, right? He made the fight personable, right? Because he let Manny do whatever he wanted to do, right? Because he was going to get, he was going to get to that shot, right? He boxed traditionally. There was no flamboyant or whatever, right? Very traditional in, in how he did it. Went back to court, yeah. No cheating, no, no nothing, so to speak, okay? And he nailed it. Okay. So yeah, that was an example. That's an example. Um, one, one um, negative that stands out in a melancholic fighter is they always got a sad story. Yeah. They're that fighter who from that sad story has made a mission to become champion from that sad story, right? And and that's that's who we all fall in love with, right? Because they we we just want so bad for them to win and them to make it. Um. They the uh, melancholic fighters strive they they strive to be accurate, right? So they're they're gonna do everything you tell them to do. They're gonna try to be perfect. They're trying to, they're, they're gonna be thorough. They're not hard fighters to train, okay? These are what coaches are looking at, okay? Um, they, they're also devoted, right? So they're devoted. They're the type of fighter that the coach really gets in tune with, yeah, because it's worth it. Now they've brought the coach in Right. So the, the coaches, the sacrifice, the coach knows what the sacrifice is for. They believe in this fighter. They believe in this fighter's sad story. 
right? And they want to make this fighter the best fighter they can. They even want to make this fighter champion because they believe in them, right? Um, so same thing with a banger, you know, uh, who is a good banger? Hmm. I would say a, a good um, banger with a sad story is um, George Foreman. Listen to how, listen to George Foreman's story. Okay, listen to how he started. He said he started, I, I um, remember his story where he said um, he was a badass kid, big badass kid. You know, he's a heavyweight and strong heavyweight. And he said he was skipping school and he stayed, he, he, he left home and pretended he walked to school and then came back and snuck through the window of his mother's house. His mother was living with his aunt at the time, right? And so for the sake of his mom, he thought, I'm gonna pretend to go to school. But then he snuck back in and went in his bed and went to sleep. And so his aunt was passing, was, was going through his house and passed by his room and she caught him sleeping in, in in his bed and he jumped up out the bed like he he was pretending that he was going to get ready for going to school and he was just being late and she says you don't have to do that i know you ain't going to be shit no way do what you want to do and he said when she said that to him it it really that's what the beginning of his sad story was, right? He realized that she didn't believe that he was going to be anything and that he wasn't going to be worth anything. And he didn't believe that either. That's why he pretended to go to school and came home and slept. And that was the basis of him and look at his life now, becoming somebody, becoming a boxer, becoming a champion, becoming, you know, a great entrepreneur, a great family man. That one story where he, you, you know, he realized that his own aunt or you know his 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 own family didn't think he was going to be anything in life in this world i loved it right um then we got the fighter melancholic so the fighter melancholic let's see who's a melancholic who was a good fighter um I'm going to go all, all, way, way back now. All, 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 way, 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 way back um, to Sugar Ray Robinson's days. Okay. And yet we know Sugar Ray Robinson had like over a hundred um, 
fights. But we'll say, Carmen Basilio. Carmen Basilio, um, to me, would be a melancholic fighter. Why? Because as hard as, you know, he worked or whatever, remember uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, their, their, it was their great match where Sugar Ray Robinson beat this man, beat the crap out of this man. And at the end of the fight, what did Carmen Basilio say? You didn't put me down, Ray. You didn't put me down. That's the melancholic in him, right? The man had a sad story. The sad story was, you know, he was going, he, 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 he was a shadow in, in uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. He, he was uh, standing in Sugar Ray Robinson's shadow. Right, but he fought not to not to beat Sugar Ray Robinson per se. I'm I'm sure he wanted to, but he fought for the greater cause to teach himself and anyone who was on his team that it's not about winning or losing. It's about staying in the damn fight. Okay, so we learn a lot from these guys, right? We have um. We have a juggernaut who is a melancholic, right? So those the juggernaut who's the melancholic is the one who who thrives off of punishment. Yeah, right. Hmm. The juggernaut. So a juggernaut fighter who is melancholic. I I can't think of one who um. I I can't think of one off the top of my head, but these styles make fights okay and i've gone through all of the different temperaments why because these are the things that a old school coach and new school coaches must consider must know must learn must understand these are the things that you must consider as a person when you choose your friends your romantic partners, right? These are the choices that we don't get to, to really think about in life, right? Because we don't know our own temperament. We don't know, we, we haven't really focused on the temperament of our loved ones, right? We don't know whether we're fighting or in flight. We don't know what to do when we're fighting or we don't, and we don't know what to do in flight. All right, so this sugar show tonight, you know, I wish more of you guys chimed in. It's more so about, you know, yeah, we're talking about women's boxing and we've mentioned it, but fight as a whole, right? Fight as a whole. Fighting in, in, in knowing that, you know, life is a fight and knowing your temperament and learning what your style is, right? And being okay with what you got and being okay if you're a fighter who will stand there and stand the ground and swing and being okay if you are you on flight, right? You're a runner because even when you're running, you still gotta fight. 
so that's it for tonight's sugar show okay i'm hoping that you guys come back on you know we we get a little bit more lively i'm i i guess we can't have a party every wednesday i try to but y'all want to learn something tonight and i hope y'all did i hope y'all keep tuning in to shook okay um watch watch my um you know watch my my other guys guys and gals here now on the talk and fight platform they got interviews they got all of that stuff right going on and learn a little bit about this game right because they talk and fight this is suge giving you the sauce okay like subscribe share like subscribe and share y'all okay um so if if y'all don't see me this friday on uh, chatting it up with the guys. I will definitely see you next Wednesday, okay? Come on back with some questions. Come on back with some hype. Um, I got, there's some exciting stuff going on. And so I will be back with some uh, figures and numbers and ladies that's been doing their damn thing um, as of late, okay? But until then, bye-bye.